So I'm going to start off this episode of the of Sports Central, part of the Closing Tag Network, by issuing an apology. I want to apologize to all five people that actually enjoy the NFL Pro Bowl. I did say like two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, that it was the absolute most useless waste of time of any sporting event in the world. Clearly, I forgot the NBA All-Star Weekend still existed. So before I get into what I mean by that, let's dive into our Detroit watch and Doc watch. So as of All-Star Weekend, uh, the Detroit Pistons are 8-46. and 46. And as of All-Star Weekend, Doc Rivers is now 3-7 and seven as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. But thankfully, the Milwaukee Bucks aren't the only team that are having coaching issues. The Brooklyn Nets this morning fired their head coach, Jacques Vaughn. Pour one out to my homie Jacques Vaughn. But at least now Brooklyn can go and hire Adrian Griffin or Mike Budenholzer or any number of any of the other coaches that were fired by the Bucks. Who knows, that might actually get them in the play-in. So, where do we start with the All-Star Weekend? I guess we can always start from the top. We always start from Friday and move on. So, the celebrity game. I'm sure that the tens of people that tuned in to watch Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith make even bigger and even more obnoxious asses of themselves as coaches. Not that that's any consolation. Probably enjoyed the all the celebrity game personally. I liked it better. It was the MTV Rock and Jock B Ball Jam. Shout out to Rock and Jock. Easily the best all star baseball game I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, either way, the game itself, though, was just absolute putrid. And that's nothing to say for the rising stars challenge i don't know exactly what the score was with the rising stars challenge but i'm not gonna go out of my way to really look it up just because i don't care but i will be looking something up while i talk about this next part the slam dunk contest I think it's time to put that dog down. I know, I know, I know. I actually enjoyed the slam dunk contest for the most part, up to a certain point. 
the minute and I hate saying something like this because it make it it makes me come off like I'm some obnoxious asshole who thinks he knows everything. But as a teenager, when I was watching, you know, Isaiah Ryder back in 1994, do the, what's called the in-between-the-legs dunk. You already know which one I'm talking about. I said, even then, that this is going to jump the shark real fast. It is 2024, and that dunk has long officially jumped the shark. Just like the slam dunk competition. There's nothing left for them to do. There's no other dunk short of jumping off a trampoline, doing a fucking 360, you know, head over heels type dunk. There's nothing left. It is devolved to the point where players are now paying tribute to past dunk winners. I mean, take a look at Donovan Mitchell. I love the guy. I think that he really earned his stripes as a dunk contest winner back in 2018. But most of his dunks were tributes to other dunkers, were tributes to Daryl Griffith, tributes to Vince Carter. You know, and take a look at a lot of the dunks that were going on this year. A lot of the in-between legs dunks and jumping over tall players. Taco Fall, for example. There's no originality left. There's been every conceivable combination of in-between the legs, around the back, windmill, twirly twirl, Statue of Liberty, you know free throw line, basically the only thing left that these players can do that would make me jump out of my seat and be like, oh my God, that is amazing. Give that man a 50. Would be if someone jumped from the free throw line in the air, 360, behind the back, between the legs, with their tongue hanging out, Michael Jordan style, and dunk it. That's literally the only thing left. That's literally the only thing left for the, for the slam dunk contest. At this point, you're better off just scrapping the whole thing. And I love what they've done with the three-point competition. The three-point competition, in my opinion, is as good as it's going to get. And with the amount of players that are more and more and more proficient from three-point land and from long distance, you know, that's a competition that's really, 
you know, been elevated. And I was a huge fan of the three-point competition back when Craig Hodges won the damn thing. Kids, Google Craig Hodges. That would be Craig, C-R-A-I-G, Hodges, H-O-D-G-E-S. He played for the Bulls for a couple of years. And then disappeared for mysterious reasons that may or may not be related to racial relations. The thing that I don't understand, but at the same time, I'm not going to completely crap all over it, is this NBA versus WNBA three-point shootout concept. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I forget the gal's name. Uh, she plays for the WNBA. I think she plays for the New York team. Um, yeah, I don't remember her name. But she ended up going up against Steph Curry. The Steph Curry. And, of course, Steph Curry won. Took him a couple extra shots to do it, but he won. And I actually kind of like that idea. I like the idea of a three-point competition between NBA and WNBA players where they, you know, go back and forth. I think that's a brilliant idea. If there's one thing that I would save from All-Star Weekend, it would be the three-point competition and including the NBA versus WNBA aspect. I would get rid of the slam dunk competition. I would get rid of the skills competition. I mean, do we even know who won the skills competition this year? Like, really, seriously. I mean, I know some G-leaguer from Orlando won the slam dunk competition. I know that Shannon Sharp's team won the celebrity game. I know that the team that Walker Kessler was on won the uh, rookie challenge. But outside of that, who won the skills competition? I, I, again, I don't have enough energy or give a shit to actually look it up. But that's not why I'm ranting today. That's not even close to why I'm ranting today. I'm ranting today, and I'm just going to sum it up in four simple words. Well, two, four simple words and two sets of numbers. Ready? Okay. Eastern Conference, 211. 211. Western Conference, 186. Listen, I get it. Defense is dead. I get it. We've been seeing games where teams have been scoring 130, 140, 150 points all year. But 200 and 11? And the box score, the box score, 
isn't even half the story. You actually watch the game. You actually watch the players out there. They couldn't give a shit about being there. Half of the players, their body language was they would rather be anywhere else but there. And I'm sorry, that's not what the All-Star Game was meant to be. And yet, in almost every sport, that's exactly what it's turned out to be. There is no desire to fix the All-Star Weekend. There is no desire to, you know, make it so that these players actually give a shit. I mean, if Larry Bird can't get these players motivated, I'm sorry. There's not a man alive that could do it. I mean, if Kobe Bryant were still here, he'd probably knock a few heads. I'd actually pay to see that. But it's done. You know? All-Star Weekend is dead. And it's time to pull the plug on the life support. That's partially why I'm wearing all black today. Kill the All-Star Game and the All-Star Weekend. And while you're at it, take the Pro Bowl with you. done there, there is no saving it you can throw millions of dollars in incentives at the players you can put home court advantage in the nba finals on the line you can do all these ridiculous gimmicks but at the end of the day it's still a meaningless all-star game And it's only now that the media, the talking heads, the players, everybody, it's only within the last five years that everybody is caught on to it being a meaningless waste of time. Yeah, I hate calling it the way it is, but that's what it is. Now, if you remember my rant about an even more meaningless waste of time, the in-season tournament, you remember that I actually recommended replacing All-Star Weekend with the in-season tournament. And if you didn't listen to that, or if you don't remember, here's what I would do. Instead of having the in-season tournament in November and December, have the preliminary games in December and January. You know, the group games. Have those play in December and January. Then, where you would normally have the All-Star Weekend, 
take the All-Star Weekend out and hold your semifinals and finals during that weekend. And whatever city would normally get the All-Star Weekend, which this year was Indianapolis, let them host the semifinals and finals of the in-season tournament. Now, it just so happens that one of the teams that's left in the tournament is the host city's team. Well, it's kind of like the Rams playing the Super Bowl in L.A. What are you going to do? I mean, you could just hold it in Vegas indefinitely until Vegas finally gets an expansion team, which according to Adam Silver, that's coming pretty soon. And then just move it to someplace like Louisville or, you know, Austin, Texas or some shit like that. But no, seriously, kill the All-Star game, move the in-season tournament semifinals and finals to where All-Star game would be, and keep the three-point competition. And something else that I would do as kind of like an encouragement for, you know, getting younger players like high school and college players to be more active and you know, participate more in community sports is whatever town is hosting All-Star Weekend. So Indianapolis. Take the local pickup game uh, scene and advertise, okay, All-Star Weekend's coming to your town in a few months. We're going to hold a tournament of three on three and the final two teams left in this tournament will advance to uh all-star weekend or whatever you're going to call it and have that final game air on tnt and show people like hey this is what basketball is supposed to be about passion drive, hustle, and not pampered, entitled millionaires who could give a shit less if they're there or not. Yeah, I'm a little upset, if you can't tell. So that's what I would do. I, would, I wouldn't even bother trying to fix the all-star game i wouldn't even bother trying to fix anything about it i would just scrap it all together there is no fixing it at this point now one thing i do like about the all-star game uh this year and i actually think it's a pretty cool um addition i guess you could say is that LED court. I don't know how ergonomic or whatever the word you want to use. I don't know how it would adjust to 
you know, actually competitive basketball. That's actually a really cool idea. And I would not mind them, you know, further elaborating on maybe incorporating similar tech down the road, down the road. So that's what I would do. I would like to hear your guys' thoughts as well. And since I didn't get a chance to talk about it before, let's talk a little bit about the buyouts that were going on during the uh, fallout of the trade deadline. So I'm just going to pull up on NBA.com the transactions that were made very recently. This is going to take a minute, I can tell. Here we go. So ever since the trade deadline, the following has happened. Kevin Knox. Chalk Kevin Knox up on the all-time jazz legends, right up there with Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook. In case you can't tell, I'm being sarcastic when I say that. Oh, and Kendrick Perkins, too. What do those four players have in common? They were traded to the jazz, but never suited up for him. Kevin Knox was let go by the Jazz. Sucks to be you. RJ Hampton was released by the Heat. Chimezi Metu was released by the Memphis Grizzlies. Furkan Korkmaz let go by the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Jordan Goodwin let go by the Brooklyn Nets. Let's see. Uh, Gigi Jackson, who was on a who was on a two-way contract or ten-day contract, whatever, uh, has now signed for the rest of the season with the Memphis Grizzlies. Ryan Orkidiakono, I know I'm butchering that one was let go by the Detroit Pistons. Here's what I'm looking for right here. Spencer Dinwiddie to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, because that's what we want to give LeBron James. More fresh bodies to throw under the bus when, not if, everything inevitably falls apart by the Lakers. I'm just going to leave my thoughts at that. Oklahoma City signing a good veteran setter in Bismack Biombo. That's a good solid move right there by the Thunder. Between him and Gordon Hayward, I think that's going to be good, solid le veteran leadership. Uh, that's going to help the Thunder kind of moving along. 
Justice Winslow, you might remember that name, uh, signed a 10-day contract with the Toronto Raptors, a 10-day contract that expires tomorrow. Taj Gibson, there's another name from the past, signing a 10-day contract with the New York Knicks. Charlotte waving Kyle Lowry. Wow, who could have seen that coming? To be fair, I think Stevie Wonder could have seen that coming, but whatever. Although Lowry didn't waste much time landing on his feet, he signed a one-year deal with Philadelphia. That's going to be good. That's going to be good, solid pickup. So Philadelphia, kind of backtracking here, not only gets to keep Tyrese Maxey and not only now has Buddy Heald on their team, thanks Indiana, now they have Cal Lowry. Not bad. Not bad. Jordan Goodwin going to the Memphis Grizzlies. Craig Porter Jr. going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. DeLon Wright being let go by the Washington Wizards. Yeah, that's an interesting one. DeLon Wright, of course, then ended up signing a rest-of-the-season contract with the Miami Heat. The Milwaukee Bucks signing Danilo Gallinari to a contract. That's a solid pickup. I don't know how much good that's going to do them, but hey, whatever works. And Pete Nance going to a two-way contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And that is the buyout uh, update. So. All of that said, as my cap is itching for some reason, what are your guys' thoughts on All-Star Weekend, the buyouts, everything that's going on? I'm still convinced that it's going to be the Nuggets and Celtics in the finals this year. I've been saying that for a couple weeks now. But then again, my original pick was going to be Golden State and uh, who was it that I had? In? Oh, yeah, Milwaukee. <laughs> oh. Shoot me now. Shoot me now. Oh, and an update. Apparently, Shy Gilgis Alexander is starting to gain momentum as an MVP candidate. So that's interesting. But again, what are you guys' thoughts on any and all of this? Uh, I would love you to leave a review on Spotify if you're watching this on Facebook. Like, share, and comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications. That way you are notified anytime that a new video drops. And... I want to thank everyone 
for listening, for watching, for downloading, for donating, for doing everything you can to help support this podcast. Your efforts are not going unnoticed, so thank you. And until the next time that I drop a Sports Central podcast episode, which who knows when that could be at this point. Remember to include your closing tags. Thanks.